Hey, 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 love bugs, beautiful souls, and badasses. This is Jasmine, also known as the Healing One, also now known as the Unapologetic Healer. And a welcome back to another episode in our season three of the podcast. So I've been building on pivoting, right? We started the year off talking about pivoting, being able to make positive changes, being able to build on that, and also creating ways to trust yourself. If that's something that you struggled with or kind of lost sight of, you know, your self-trust is the thing that you absolutely need in order to thrive as you go through your healing journey, your journey of self, self-discovery, however you want to label it, whether it is as a business owner, as an individual, or you're simultaneously going through both of those journeys, right? So today I want to talk about how you integrate your loved ones, the people that you care for, your family into that process. Especially as business owners, it can feel challenging when your family isn't involved in your business. You know, when they have no idea what it is you do, not because you don't explain it, but maybe they just don't have an interest in it and that's okay. But maybe they have no idea what you do no matter how many times you explain it. Maybe they want to get it and it just doesn't make sense or they just truly don't have an interest because they have their own life. They have their own things, their own business, their own job or career path or school or whatever it is that brings them joy and occupies their attention, right? So how do you integrate them as you are making major pivots, as you are making major changes and again, this could be occurring uh, in a couple of different ways. You could be focusing solely on yourself. You could be focusing on the business because maybe you feel like you're in a good place personally. It may be a situation where you've got to make major changes and experience major growth in both areas simultaneously. And it can be tricky and sometimes downright uncomfortable working to figure out how do I incorporate my partner, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my my husband, my wife, my longtime friend, you know, my bestie, my parents, my kids, whatever it is, whoever it is that has special place and special meaning in your life, how do you incorporate them into the thing, right? So as you can see today, I'm diving straight into it because this can be a really uncomfortable topic for people, especially because when it comes to your, your business, it involves how much control you feel like you have. It involves your finances. It involves everything that is near and dear to you because your business most likely is your baby. If you're anything like me, your business is like your baby. Like you will fight the bully on the playground to protect your business. You understand what I mean? <laughs> and sometimes it can feel like your spouse or your bestie becomes the bully because maybe they're asking questions that you're not ready to answer. Maybe they're giving you unwelcome feedback, right? And they want to be so helpful because they love you so much. And they think that what they have to say is going to be the bombdiggity.com and absolutely help you with that breakthrough that you're working on. Maybe because you've been spending a lot of time working on your business and neglecting them um, time-wise, quality time, emotionally, mental connection, spiritual connection, intimate connections, right? And so they're feeling some type of way. There's any number of different ways that this can play out. And I'm just throwing examples out there because I want you to know 
you can take this and relate this to your specific experiences and situations. But the first thing I want to tell you that is of the utmost importance when it comes to working on how to integrate your pivot, your shifts, your changes with your loved ones. The very first thing is to have appropriate boundaries, right? Appropriate boundaries. Because what starts to happen, if you if you had any sort of experience like myself or the clients that I've worked with or you know my friends that I know that are in business, at some point you were so excited, you wanted to tell everybody all the things. Now, it's okay if you did the opposite and you kept it mums the word until you were officially ready. But most of us got so excited. We wanted the people that we love to be a part of it. I know when I did my journal, now my business has been in existence. I've done, you know, different things and my partner gets it and doesn't get it. And, you know, he, he lets me do my thing. He lets me do me. Right. But when I did my journal, my self-love journal, I was so excited. I didn't tell him about it until it was ready. And I, and I had the physical imprint book, what the name was. Like I talked about it. Oh, I'm working on this and it's going to include crystals and different rituals and da, 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 da. And he was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell him the name of it until I had it in hand, ready to show him. And he looked through it. He didn't look at the cover first, right, y'all? He, he flipped through it and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And he automatically started brainstorming. Babe, you, you could do a this version and a that version. I was like, I know, right? So we were vibing on all the different ways I could tweak it and flip it and remix it and have different versions of it. And then he closed it. And he looked at the cover and said, wait, wait, babe. I thought it was a self-love journal. I said, it is. You don't see self-love written on the cover? He was like, yeah, but but above that, it says, fuck them people. Babe, why you got to call it fuck them people? And it was so funny because he started whispering. I was like, why are you whispering? Ain't nobody else here, you know? <laughs> but I immediately felt judgment, right? And that wasn't his intention. He was... Wanting to look out for me. He was wanting to make sure that it would sell as much as possible and people wouldn't be offended by it and all the things that the people that you love want to do to protect you, right? But I immediately started questioning myself and I had to check myself and hold up, hold up, hold up. And finally, I told him, well, I named it Fuck Them People because I wanted to say Fuck Them People. And his question was, what does that have to do with self-love? And I said, well, sadly, many of us get lost in the people-pleasing, the lack of boundaries right? Wanting to respect our elders. And I listed off a bunch of different things. And I said, so for me, I had to come to a place where I was literally able to say, fuck them people, including you. Love you. But I had to say, fuck them people and put me unapologetically, unequivocally first, right? I had to put me first without reservation, without second thinking it. And that was second thinking it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Second guessing it. Okay, it's early in the morning as I'm recording this and I'm still drinking like a little coffee mix. <laughs> Second guessing it, right? And so as I broke it down to him, he was like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I I recognized that that boundary that I had to, I had to pull a hard stop and pump the brakes right there. 
And I'm giving y'all that example because whether it's a book that you're publishing or a new business idea that you're launching, a new service, a product that you want to offer, a career change that you want to make. Maybe you made a hard pivot in your business and you completely changed up what you're going to offer, who you're going to work with, how you're going to present it, right? And you've got those amazing family members that say, I love you. I'm right. Ride or die with you, but ooh, if you could just change that. Ooh, what about this? Here's my opinion. Nope. Nobody asked you for your opinion unless you asked them for it. <laughs> now, if you asked them for it again, it's still okay for you to say, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it. I will use it as I see fit. If you did not ask them for their opinion, it is okay to say, hard stop. I appreciate you. Love you. But no. Right. So boundaries. Boundaries is one of the most powerful things that you will ever implement personally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, energetically across the span of your life. Every area of your life. Right. Of your living experience. Boundaries. And especially when it comes to making major changes in your life, personally or professionally, making major pivots in your business boundaries is going to protect you and it's going to protect your relationship. It can help to prevent a lot of judgment that you just don't need. That's going to cause you to second guess yourself and doubt yourself because when they start talking, you can automatically jump in and say, no, no, you know, slow motion pivoting. No, don't want that. Love you and keep it moving. Right. Boundaries will protect you if they want to keep insisting and you can say, no, hard stop. I need for you to respect this. This is what I need for you. I just need for you to listen to me and that's it. I don't want any feedback, no judgment, no, no, nothing, no critical assumptions, no critiquing, no loving commentary. I just need you to listen. Boundaries will help you to prevent offense a lot of times because it makes you become more upfront. It Boundaries force you to speak up because if you're not speaking up, nobody knows what you need. They don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what you're feeling. They don't understand your expectations, right? They force you to speak up, to communicate and convey those things, but they also force you to speak up in protection and self-preservation when somebody's crossing that line, love or not, right? It also forces you to maintain healthy relationships because you, yes, yep, mm-hmm, you, right there listening to this right now, you may need to shift and pivot and put healthy boundaries in place with your business. This may not be the popular opinion. I know that we go back and forth, especially in the spiritual arena, we go back and forth with the whole, should you be hustling and grinding or should you be in alignment and flow? You know, different people feel different ways about that. I used to be of the hustle and flow. I used to work hard. I used to do 20 hour days when I was a trainer building my business years ago. Now, some of that was because of time demand, you know, being available with different clients in different hours, you know, based on their jobs and, and, and such and location. However, I learned through the years that was not how I wanted to operate. I did not want to be in a space where I barely saw the people I loved, never had time to have fun and was always working. 
And I got away from that. And then I fell back into it a few years ago. And it happened to me. I was on vacation, right? I was on a girl trip with some friends of mine and we were, we had just gotten, we had a long day out sightseeing. We had just gotten back to the hotel y'all and we were trying to figure out dinner. So I got a phone call and I said, Oh, let me step outside and, you know, take this real quick. And it was a phone call I had been waiting on and it took longer than necessary, longer than I thought that it would. And one girlfriend came to the door and she was like, Hey Jazz, we're trying to finalize it. And I was like, I know I'll be right there. I'll be right there. You know, you start whispering, I'll be right there. <laughs> and it hit me. I'm on vacation with my girlfriends. We having fun. You know, Boo Thang ain't worried about me. He he doing whatever he doing because he knows I'm safe. They got me. I got them. But I'm sitting here worried about clients and bullshit because that's what it was. It was literally not an emergency. Yes, it, it was a phone call that I had been waiting on. But by that point, it was like eight o'clock at night. And I could have easily told them, hey, it's late outside of my business hours. I will give you a call in the morning. Or I could have just not answered and sent it the voicemail. But I had slipped back into that, oh, I got to grind so I can make the, the, the golden years beautiful. I got to grind so I can build that legacy. Nah. So boundaries can also protect you from you, right? It protects your family from losing you to your business because even though it's your baby, even though it's your dream and it's your vision, there's a limit to anything and everything, right? There's a limit to how much you should be giving based on how much it's returning to you. And yes, it does take diligence and and work ethic and commitment and investment and all the things to build a successful business. It does take all of that within reason. Now, there are some instances where you may have to just go hard in the paint for a specific purpose. Maybe you got a deadline coming up that, you know, things got behind and you got to catch it back up. Maybe there's a specific event. I know whenever we have our events, you know, we, we are a little bit more, um, in the game than we typically are because we got those minute details we got to stay on top of, right? But it shouldn't be an everyday thing. So boundaries, y'all notice I've been talking about this for a few minutes because I want you to understand how powerful this thing is. Boundaries are your first line of defense to helping you live a life that you can thrive in because it protects you from other people's bullshit and trauma, but it also protects you from yourself. So being able to carve out specific work time for your business, right? Being able to carve out specific time for your healing journey. Maybe you say the first 30 minutes that I get up in the morning is when I'm going to check my emails or the first 30 minutes when I get up in the morning is when I'm going to do my meditation. I'm going to do all the things, right? I'm going to do my prayer, go to my altar, talk to my ancestors, do some energy healing in the shower, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe the first 30 minutes is when you check in with your assistants or your team or your contractors or your whoever, your employees, and, and send them updates on what you need for the day or follow-ups. Maybe you shut down at four, but you give yourself between four and five to, to handle any straggling emails, any straggler phone calls, anything that just may need your attention before the following day boundaries. <laughs> now, the next thing I want to throw out there for you to consider and kind of ponder on is the healthy ability to self-reflect. 
the healthy ability to self-reflect. Now, I'm not talking about rumination where you're lost in your thoughts all day and it's causing panic attacks and you're feeling like you're drowning and you can't breathe and it's just overwhelming. That's not healthy. And whether it's due to mental illness or just lack of coping skills, or maybe there's some, some, some challenges that are happening that are just kind of pushing you overboard. That's called being human, but it also means reach out for help because none of us are meant to do this thing alone, right? I advocate for mental health, counseling therapy, psychotherapy, all of the above. We all need help at different times in our lives. So get the help that you may need. Find the safe person for you. But aside from that, or in addition to that, the healthy ability to self-reflect. Self-reflection can help you to see when you're going off the rails or you're not respecting your boundaries or you're not making other people adhere to your boundaries, right? So let's say Tom called and said, hey, Jasmine, uh, can I get back on the calendar and get some sessions? And we got into some work. And I'm talking to him and he's acknowledging like, man, I've been struggling. And he's talking me through all these things. My goal is going to be to help him reflect and see himself, to help him reflect with clarity, to see the visual of his life. Right. A lot of us have to pull our different senses in. Talking about it is great, but we have to see it. We have to hear it. We have to touch it, taste it, immerse ourselves in it to really get a full understanding of how it affects us and shows up in our lives. So I'm going to talk with Tom. We're going to go through some reflection exercises. And through that, he may be able to see, you know what? I was pissed off at Stephanie because she was, you know, harassing me or nagging me or whatever words he was using. And I'm basing this off of some real life stuff that a client has said to me. And I asked him, I said, okay, this is just no judgment, but I'm going to throw some questions out and just respond however you see fit. Is it possible that Stephanie is not nagging you or harassing you? Because those have very negative connotations. Those almost sound aggressive. Is it possible that that's not it? And maybe she's just honestly trying to communicate to you that she misses you. Is it that she's trying to communicate that things around the house are not being addressed because you're at work all the time building this business? You're in your office and your man cave 24 hours out of 24 hours sometimes because you're in a marathon sprint to get all the things done. And as we talked through it, he said, you know, you're right. See, Tom was getting angry at her because she was expecting him to be accountable to the boundaries that they had created. He had decided, I'm going to shut down at 630 every day. I will work from 10 to 630. If it cannot get done in that time frame, it will not get done till the next day. And then because he lost sight of and wasn't reflecting on, he started working midnight to 7, right? 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., all the crazy hours again. So as we talked through it and he did a little self-reflection, he was able to see, okay, how did I get lost in this? What, What was this serving me? How was it giving me what I needed? Was I getting anything positive from this? Is this just how I thought I had to do business? Can I create business in a different way that feels better? These are some of the questions that we talked through, right? So self-reflection can help you to see where maybe the people that you love or your friends or your kids or your spouse or your employees or your coworkers or your contractors or whoever is giving you feedback. They're not coming to you from a space of I just want to get on your nerves and hurt your feelings and attack you. They're coming to you from a space of love and maybe they're not saying it in a way that makes sense to you. Maybe they're not saying it in a way that feels good to you. 
but they're coming typically from a place of love. How can you reflect on that so that you can receive their love, have healthy boundaries with them, have healthy boundaries for yourself, and then be able to move forward in such a way that everybody is thriving. Because when you thrive, your business is in a place to thrive. When you thrive, your career is in a place to thrive. When you thrive, your relationship can thrive. Your children can th thrive. Your finances can thrive. Your physical health, mental health, energetic health, all these things about you concerning you can then begin to thrive. But if you are a messy mix of heartache and sadness and regret and guilt and shame and anger and failure and, and, and self-criticism and all the things that are causing you pain and trauma, then how is anything springboarding from that that's helping anything else to thrive? Not really possible, right? So again, first is boundaries. Second, the ability to self-reflect in healthy ways. Because again, we're not talking about getting lost in rumination. We're not talking about self-criticism where you're attacking and judging yourself. But being able to think through, analyze, reflect, and ask yourself, is this healthy? Does this feel good? Does this serve me in positive ways? Does this help me to get to my goals? Does this help me to achieve in healthy ways the things that I desire? Is this bringing me fulfillment? Am I feeling fulfilled as I do these things and experience these things? Am I able to co-create with the ones I love in ways that feel healthy and fulfilling? Right. Any number of questions you can ask yourself for self-reflection. The third thing I want to throw out there. When you're building on a pivot, when you're learning to trust yourself, it can it can feel overwhelming. And so sometimes you have to still step back. You have to step back. And so I want to tell you that self-care is non-negotiable. Now, self-care, uh, you know, I think a lot of people get lost in that thinking they have to do those elaborate videos and, and, and pictures like they see on Instagram and TikTok. And listen, nothing wrong with it. No judgment. It's just that that may or may not work for you. It may not be necessary. It may not be what you need, right? So I get people all the time asking me, hey, Jasmine, I saw this amazing um, picture and it had all these crystals around the tub and the candles lit and all these herbs and flowers in the tub. I that's not in my budget or yeah, I don't like all that. That's too much to clean up afterwards or whatever random questions they're asking me. Do I have to do that? And my answer is always no. Self-care should not feel like a job. It should not feel like a task that, oh my God, here go this shit again. I got to do this. <laughs> Self-care is all about figuring out what your needs are, figuring out how to nurture yourself, figuring out how to love on yourself, figuring out what you need, and then meeting those needs in ways that feel good, that edify you. And even if they don't necessarily feel good per se, you understand that it is contributing to your overall well-being. So it may not quote unquote feel good to go to the therapist or go to the coach or go to the healer and participate in that session at the moment. But as you're moving through the process and you're getting those results, you're feeling the relief, right? You're feeling the safety. I have a client that she works herself into a tizzy, and this is her word, not mine. 
she finally admitted to me we've been working together off and on for a few years we work together for a little bit she takes a break we work together she takes a break and she finally admitted to me jasmine every time i get ready to come back and work with you i work myself up into a tizzy and i said why is you know is there something that i can do to help you with this or is this something you feel like you need to continue working through on your own before you you know let me into that part of the process and she said no it, you know, it's, I don't think I need help with it. I just get lost in my head. And she said, this last time I came, I finally gave myself permission to just say, fuck it. We're going to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. We're going to do whatever we're going to do. And it's going to be okay. And I said, girl, you a girl after my own heart right now. <laughs> right. But I asked, her, I said, so what, what was the tizzy? What was it about? What was precipitating it? What was happening? And she said, well, every time I got ready to book a session after I hadn't seen you in a while, I would get in my head thinking, oh, my gosh, I haven't talked to Jasmine in like six months. I know she's going to be judging me. I know she's going to be like, girl, what the hell have you been doing? You all kind of jacked up. Like, have you done anything we worked on last time? And she said, you've never said these things to me. And I, there was a part of me. I knew that it wasn't really real. But that judgment, that voice. And I said, OK. You know, how can I support you? What do you want in this space right now that we're talking that will help you with this? And so we talked through it a little bit more. We we processed, we did some self-reflection, did some some energy healing, did some work in the Akasha, actually. And and she finally realized, she said, you know, it wasn't even you. It was my mom. She said, I was hearing my mom's voice, but I was seeing you because you were the person that I was getting ready to work with. So I was assigning it to you, but it was really my mom. She said, I just feel the judgment of never getting it right. Never being enough, waiting too late, doing the wrong thing, not doing enough of the right thing. And she said, you know, I just assumed, I just allowed myself to get lost in the fact that you were going to be like her at some point, like even as nice as you've been and as compassionate as you've been, you've you're going to be like her at some point. And I said, OK, and I didn't get offended. OK, let's keep talking about that. So we talked through it and worked on it. Right. But she finally realized that for her, her approach to self-care just had to be a space of, you know what, I may feel a little anxious as I get ready to book this session. And I, I may feel a little anxious as I book a session with my therapist. I may feel a little anxious as I, you know, have an uncomfortable conversation with my husband or my kid. But these are all self-care things that I need to do because in the long run and in the short run, they're going to contribute to my overall well-being. They're going to contribute to my overall healing and me being the best version of myself. And so as we continue to work through that, she's gotten to a point where now she's like, you know what? I hear that little voice and I'm like, shut up. And I go ahead and book my session and I'm good. I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> so again, I'm using that real life example to show you that self-care is not all flowers and roses. It may involve tears. Self-care sometimes is purging out because you have held all the shit in for umpteen decades and years. And now your body is like, listen, I'm over this. I need to be free. Let me go, right? Let all this stuff out so I can breathe again. Let all this stuff out so I can feel again. I don't want to be numb anymore, right? That's your spirit screaming at you. 
Self-care may be you saying, I really don't want to sit here and spend an hour in the kitchen doing food prep. But until my budget allows me, what I can do, I'll spend 30 minutes today and 30 minutes tomorrow. I don't like it, but I'm going to do this because I know when I get to eat these snacks and eat these meals, the feeling of joy is overwhelming as I'm nourishing my body and I know that it's healing, right? Self-care may be, I just don't want to get in my car and drive to the next city over because that's where I found the amazing walking path that I love to be on. I just don't want to drive today. I don't feel like it. However, I know that once I get there, the joy of being out there in the trees, seeing the butterflies and the birds, seeing the other people walking with their babies and their dogs and their kids and all the things is going to just fill me to the brim with love, right? So sometimes you got to have a little discomfort, not a whole lot. Listen, you ain't got to be running through metal bars of fire to get to the other side of your healing, (laughs) Not at all. But sometimes you may just have to put in the extra effort or go a little bit further or do the thing that may be uncomfortable to get to the thing that you enjoy. But it doesn't always have to be everything that you do for self-care doesn't have to be that. Pick your battles. So if you know that you love that walking trail, you just may have to suck it up, cupcake, and drive there sometimes because you're gonna get the joy once you get there. In the interim, get out in your backyard. Take a few steps. Go stand outside and ground. Look for other closer walking trails. Ask your friends for recommendations so that you don't always have to drive. If you know that you love the pictures on Instagram and Pinterest of the beautiful crystals and flowers and all the things, then honey, I hate to tell you, if that's what you want, (laughs) dive in and enjoy it and then be ready to clean it up or make a deal with your husband or your girlfriend or your your, your wife. Listen, I want to do this. You love to clean. I don't. Can we make a deal? I want to take this bath. Would you be willing to clean out the tub and get rid of all this stuff? And you tell me something else you don't like that you want me to do. And I got you. Make a deal, right? But be willing to negotiate your self-care in ways that feel good, that edify you, that nurture you. And that it doesn't always feel like a job. Yes, sometimes you're just going to have to do the thing. As uncomfortable as it may be. And other times, make it easy. Have a good balance, a good mix of different things. Self-care is whatever you need it to be for you. Sometimes my self-care is doing a ritual. I've recently added making candles back to my self-care list for the shop. Because it doesn't, I had a client say to me, oh my gosh, I love making candles. I'm sorry, no, she's not a client. She's a uh, Facebook friend, yeah. Um, I love making candles. It's so relaxing. And I said, yeah, it's not relaxing for me. Now, it's not stressful at all. It's just not necessarily relaxing for me. It's actually a way to self-care and release energy because I have typically a lot of energy moving back and forth. So for me, it's a way to give that energy a guided focus and intention to use it, to put it on purpose and see it go out there and magnify, right? So that is self-care for me. Sometimes self-care is doing these podcasts, recording a video because there's so much in my head that I want to share and I just want to get it out. Sometimes self-care is me grabbing my partner on the butt because I'm like, oh, you fine. I just, mm mm-hmm, that's all I wanted. (laughs) I just want to show him some love. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's making myself some cocoa or some tea or drinking a Mountain Dew because I feel like it, right? 
because I get the joy of that fizzly taste in my mouth and that little bit of flavor from the Mountain Dew and just getting a little caffeine jolt so I can get something done quick, maybe get out there on the trail because I'm tired. Sometimes it's writing in my journal. I've told clients before, listen, grab a bat, honey. You got some aggression you need to get out. Grab you a bat. I know you got one in your trunk. Go on and get it out. Put you some pillows on the floor that you just don't care if they get messed up. Listen, go to the thrift store, get you some pillows for a couple of dollars and go to town, right? Pile you some blankets up on the floor, put you the pillows on top of the blankets and go to town. Wear them out. Release that pent up energy and they feel amazing after it's over. And they'll say, I didn't know that could be self-care. Yep. Get in the kitchen and bake a cake. Go play basketball with your dudes. Go play some pool, right? Do the things that bring you joy. Do the things that feel good, but also do the things that give you growth and healing. So my hope is that in sharing this today, it has empowered you to remember that first and foremost, you are the power. You have the ability to pivot and make changes as absolutely necessary. You have the ability to do the things that speak to your soul and help you to thrive inside and out. And the more you do that, the more you look to yourself as the source of power, you realize I'm simply your co-pilot, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your fuck buddy, your kids, your parents, your co-workers, your employees, whoever is in your life. They are simply your co-pilots, your therapist, your primary doctor, your, your specialist and whoever else, your nutritionist, your fitness trainer. All of us are just your co-pilots. We are simply here to support you as you own how powerful you are. And you walk in that amazingness to live the life that you desire to live in ways that feel good for you. And especially when it comes to business. Again, I know that may not be the popular school of thought all the time. You know, it goes back and forth. Hustle, hustle, grind, grind. No, 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 no. Aligned and flow, aligned and flow. Pick a lane. Whichever lane makes sense for you. I'm not here to tell you that one is right or wrong. I just want you to understand that it doesn't have to be hustle, hustle, grind, grind if that's not what feels for you. And most of the people that I talk to is not what feels good. It's not. Now, there are some that it works. And hey, do what you do. If you need to go hard for two days and then rest for five, make it work. But find the balance for yourself based on what your needs are and what makes sense for you. Right. So, again, boundaries. Self-reflection. And self-care. Those three things will be amazing to helping you take a situation that feels horrible and potentially causing massive and major shifts very quickly to get you to feeling better and doing better and thriving, both personally and professionally, especially if you're having to enact massive changes for different reasons. So share your thoughts with me, loves, as you got a chance to listen to this comment and let us know on the different platforms that this is available. Let us know what resonates for you. You can also leave us voice messages right here on the podcast and anchor platform and give us questions as well that we can use to program future ideas for podcasts. So keep tuning in, keep healing, keep doing the work because you're amazing and you deserve it and the people around you will benefit from it as you benefit from it. Them secondary, you first. 
I'll talk more about that in a later podcast because I know that's going to get some panties in a bunch. (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you for being a part of our Healing One community, wherever you are in this amazing world. Thank you for doing the work because as you do, it positively and beautifully affects the collective. Oh, and I want to go ahead and give you a crystal recommendation um, because a lot of the times you can just use a little bit of extra boost. So if you are needing some help with boundaries and self-reflection, um, some self-care, an easy crystal to help with that would be amethyst. Amethyst is really good for cognitive processing, critical thinking, logical thinking, also good with helping implement healthy boundaries and love, whether you're cultivating love, attracting love, self-love. And it can be really great for self-care because it can be a really soothing piece to work with. So if you already have some amethyst in your collection, honey, grab it today, pull it out, put it to work, make it work for you, tell it what you need from it and let it support you. And if you don't, hop on over to our shop and grab you some. The link is in the information on this podcast. I love you guys and I'll talk to you later.